The following is a sermon from the Vicar and Sure Foundation, a church located in Woodside, Queens, New York, the world's most diverse community. For more information and for more audio content, go to sure-foundation.org. Our sermon text this morning comes from Mark chapter 2. One Sabbath, Jesus was going through the grain fields, and as his disciples walked along, they began to pick some heads of grain. The Pharisees said to him, look, why are they doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath? He answered, have you never read what David did when he and his companions were hungry and in need? In the days of Abiathar, the high priest, he entered the house of God and ate the consecrated bread, which is lawful only for priests to eat. And he also gave some to his companions. Then he said to them, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So the son of man is Lord of the Sabbath. This is the gospel of our Lord. Our sermon series for these first few weeks of Pentecost is going to focus on these beginning chapters of the Gospel of Mark. And, and Mark really focuses in on Jesus' power and authority. And, and you can see it in the way that Mark, how Mark records Jesus using this term, the Son of Man. It's a term of power and authority. And, and we are going to take a look at that. But, but right from the beginning of his ministry, when Mark jumps right into Jesus's ministry, he's highlighting that Jesus is the Messiah, the powerful son of God. And, and you can see that in the stories that he tells about Jesus. And so Jesus is going from town to town, preaching and teaching. And, and people are amazed when he teaches because he teaches as one with authority. But while some people were amazed at his teachings, others, others weren't. Jesus was already a polarizing figure. And so the, the religious leaders of the day did not like what Jesus was saying. And so they were constantly trying to trap him and undermine this supposed authority that he has. And, and our text for today is the perfect example of that. The Pharisees catch Jesus's disciples doing something that's unlawful on the Sabbath day. And, and maybe at first glance, this really seems like a pretty harmless thing that the disciples are doing because they're walking along with Jesus on the Sabbath and they're hungry. So they start picking those heads of grain. They start rubbing the chaff off. So they get to the little kernel inside, popping them in their mouth. It's kind of like a sunflower, snacking on some sunflower seeds as you go along the road. But the Pharisees tell them that they are breaking the Sabbath law. So I'm just envisioning the disciples who probably didn't give a second thought to their snacking until with their mouths full of grain, all of a sudden the they put Jesus in an awkward spot because the Pharisees are saying they are breaking the Sabbath. And, and to, but to understand why, the, why this was unlawful in the eyes of the Pharisee, you, you have to understand who the Pharisees were and why the Sabbath was so important to them. And the Sabbath day was important for all Israelites. This was God's day of rest that he gave to his people. And we heard it in the first reading today. When God gave that command, he commanded them to have a day of rest. He wanted them to stop 
working. And, and maybe that's not very clear. You should do no work on the Sabbath day. You could already see why, where some questions would come in. Well, what actually counts as work? Because anytime there's a rule in any, any place, people want to know where the line is. Well, how much can I actually get away with? What counts as work? What doesn't? And that's where the Pharisees came in. Because these guys were experts in the law. They knew Moses' law backwards and forwards. They prided themselves on keeping the law better than anyone else. So when people had questions about what counted as work, the Pharisees were more than happy to give them a list of rules and guidelines. And you can kind of see how that progression would work. Well, is harvesting work? Yes, harvesting's work. Well, what counts as harvesting? Well, they had decided on these rules that even the act of picking up grain, that was harvesting. That no matter what the amount was. And that's why they confront, so that's why they confront Jesus, this, this new up-and-coming teacher. And they tell him, so Jesus, you're this great teacher, right? And, and maybe you're really good at preaching from the prophets, but maybe you're a little iffy on how God's law works. But, but we know absolutely how that works. Because God said there should be no work. And, and your disciples, well, they're harvesting by picking those heads of grain. And then they're separating the chaff from the, the seed inside. That's, that's threshing. Harvesting and threshing both definitely count as work. Jesus, how in the world could you let your followers break the Sabbath law? See, the Pharisees were confident that they understood what the Sabbath was all about, that they understood how to rest. The Pharisees, better than anyone else, knew what you had to do in order to enjoy that Sabbath day rest. How about you? How do you know how to rest? Or, or maybe a better way to ask that question is, what do you have to do to be able to rest? Because a lot of times you have to put a little effort into actually being able to relax or rest, have some time off. And, and this struck me this last week when I was planning to, I, went, I was down in Arizona for a wedding and I was excited to go. I was going to get out of the city, maybe sit by the pool for a few days. But before I could go, I had to first spend some money and do a little bit of planning before I could rest. I had to find a flight, had to find a place to stay, had to make sure stuff was ready to go for here for Sunday that I'd be, for the Sunday I'd be gone. And when I finally was there, that it was nice to rest, but it didn't take long for me to be down there to start thinking about all the things I had to do when I came back. Maybe you feel the same way, or maybe when you feel that you finally get this rest, that you've been waiting for, it's not actually all that restful. But that's kind of that human rest that isn't true rest. But, but what about the Sabbath rest? What about God's rest, the true rest? Do you ever find yourself feeling like you have to put work into that too? Because even just coming here to church, you had to do stuff. You had to get ready for church. Maybe you had to get kids ready for church. You had to make the commute in, had to make sure you had an offering, all these things. And when God's rest starts to turn into a to-do list, well, why does that happen? Well, I think it's just because just like the Pharisees, we have that part in us that sees 
that sees the Sabbath as kind of a to-do list or, or listening to God's word as something to check off of our list. But, but that's not what it's all about. And, and sometimes we put so much time and effort into finding rest in, in other places that, that we even can kind of forget where our true rest is. But now it's time. So the Pharisees ask this question to Jesus, and Jesus is going to respond to them. And, and it's pretty incredible how you don't really hear a response from the Pharisees after Jesus speak, speaks, because he shuts them down with this story from Scripture. Jesus uses this story of David eating this consecrated bread. And, and this happened when David was on the run from King Saul. Saul was trying to kill him. So David and his companions had been traveling on the run, and they were starving. And, and they came across the temple, and David asked the priest there to give them some of the bread of the presence. And, and this was a big deal. This was in the temple. This was, this, was, uh, this was bread that only the priest could eat. And even then, they only could eat it at certain times. But the priest gives it to them. So, so Jesus, with this story right away, is making the Pharisees question this, these, these laws that they're following. Jesus is asking them, well, if you think the disciples eating is bad, what, what do you do with this story of King David, who, who ate the bread of the presence? That's a big deal. You're messing with stuff in the temple. When other people mess with stuff in the temple, they're struck down dead. But David wasn't. And, and, and the priest gives David this bread. So what would you have done, Pharisees, if you were in this situation? Would you have let these men starve to, to keep the law? Are you going to say that this priest was sinning against God? See, Jesus makes them, Jesus makes them question what, what, what they're doing. Because if, if Jesus is telling them, you don't really understand what the Sabbath is all about. The whole focus of the Sabbath is not about what you're doing for God, not about what you're doing to find rest. But the Sabbath was always about the rest that God gave his people. And that's why Jesus has this, it says this, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. And this is God's good gift. He gives his people rest. He gives his people a chance to hear his word and remember the salvation that he had given them. You heard it right there in that reading from Deuteronomy. He reminds them of how he took them out of Egypt, delivered them from slavery. But the Pharisees had taken this good, free gift of God and used it to burden people with the law. And, and, and the only... And to burden people with the law. And they were relying on themselves to fulfill that law. That's how they were going to find rest. But, but Jesus shows the faultiness in that thinking. Because the law cannot bring rest. If, if you're going to measure yourself by how well you keep the law, you're never going to find rest. The only place that leads is doubt. Doubt that you're actually doing enough. And, and fear of what it means that you're not doing enough. And, and that's just about the law in general. The law cannot bring rest. And if you're going to rely on the law to bring salvation, that only leads to one place. It, it's failure. It can never live up to God's standards. It leads to failure, death, 
and, and, and condemnation. But, but that's what Jesus is telling us with this, 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 uh, this teaching. He wants us to know that the law cannot bring rest. Only he can bring true rest. And that's what the Sabbath is all about. And Jesus is going to teach on this teaching of the Sabbath with all authority. With all authority. It's all right here in that last verse that he says. So the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. Do you realize what what Jesus is saying there? There's that term, that Son of Man, which, which is from the book of Daniel, where it's talking about the Messiah. And then he says, is Lord of the Sabbath. Well, who's the Lord of the Sabbath? Who instituted the Sabbath? Jesus is saying he is God. And and it's a reminder of where where that rest comes from, where that Sabbath rest comes from. And when God gave the Sabbath to those Israelite people, it, it was a day of remembrance. And they kind of had three things that I think they would have remembered. And there's three things that we can take for our Sabbath day rest too. The first one is this. They remember the goodness of God. Right away on that, on this, it's the seventh day of the week. And, and right away that brings back memory of how God created the world in six days. And on the seventh day, he rested. And it was a reminder of how God created the entire world and how he watches over the world, God's providence. But it was also a time for them, for the Israelites to remember God's presence. And when when they were there on Mount Sinai, it was easy to see God's presence in that big cloud up above with the roar of thunder. They also remembered his presence when they went to worship at the tabernacle, went to worship at the temple. And the other thing, the thing that God reminds them when he gives the command, it's it's a reminder of God's promises. It was the reminder of that promise that God had kept by saving his people from slavery in Egypt, the promise to take them to the promised land. And it was also a promise that pointed ahead to the promised Messiah who would save his people from their sin. So the Sabbath has always been about Jesus. Jesus has always been the Lord of the Sabbath. And we can do those three same things. We remember how God created the entire world. And and Jesus was there at creation. Jesus rested on that seventh day, on that seventh day. And Jesus rules over all things, still caring for his creation. We remember God, his presence with us. We remember, it, we remember it as we hear him speak through his holy word. We remember it as we, as we get to participate in that presence by eating the bread and the wine and receiving his body and blood. And we also remember God's salvation. We remember what Jesus did for us. We remember that he obeyed God's law perfectly in our place. We remember that he suffered and died on the cross for us so that you could have true rest. That work is done. And this is, this, this is, this is the true rest that we have. Knowing our salvation, knowing that Sabbath rest is ours, not just now, but before eternity. So our Sabbath rest is, is so much better than any earthly rest that we can find. 
because earthly rest sometimes isn't all that restful. <laughs> and, and I think you have noticed that. And, and there's really only one place that we do find true rest. And it's in God's word. It's hearing that gospel message that Jesus has died for us. The work of salvation is done. It, it reminded me of a quote from the church father Augustine, who, who once wrote, and this is pretty famous, our souls are restless until they find their rest in God. And, and it's true. And, and maybe you felt that before. Maybe you're just having a terrible week. Nothing's going well. But, but you still decide to go to church that Sunday, and it just so happens that that reading that day is exactly what you needed to hear. Or, or maybe it's, it's, it's in the words of a hymn that we sing together. Or, or maybe it's, it's something that Pat, the pastor says when he's preaching. God still speaks to us through his word. He still daily gives us the Sabbath rest through his word. So today, I want to encourage you to take some time and truly rest. Spend some time in God's word. Hear Jesus speaking to you. Be reminded of what God has done for you. Hear the Son of Man speak, who speaks with all authority, who speaks as the Lord of the Sabbath and gives you true rest. Amen.